Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 60s, and the 70s. And also, every now and then, some of the newer and modern stuff. We discuss politics and social issues. I play, we play jazz songs that I listened to as a young man. And here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a new, younger generation to that fabulous American art form known as jazz. I'm in the studio studio with my good friend and co-host for well over 60 years, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, what's up, good buddy? All right, how you doing, Al? I'm good, man, I'm good, I'm good. We got some hot weather out there. Oh, man, yeah, this is like real uh, weather that I remember growing up with in in August and late uh, July. It used to be like this all the time. Yeah, well, you know, every year it was like, this is the kind of weather that I, I'm, I was used to. Well, it's 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 hot. You know, we're getting three days, four days in the, in the 90s. In fact, the heat wave is not only across the country, but it's global. All right, we're not going to go into climate change, folks. We'll do that at another time. <laughs> you know, um... We always start our podcast out, out with a song, a poem, something that speaks to the issue of social justice and the human situation. Our social justice song here today is a song sung by Vanessa Ferguson. And I don't know if you know Vanessa Ferguson, but she was she's a singer. Um... And this is the song she sung on the 35th Annual Carolina Blues Festival, Women of Blues. Now, you may know the song because it's a Nina Simone song. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. And her version is very nice. And the most interesting thing about this is this was done during the pandemic. In fact, everything we're going to play today was done during the pandemic. In other words, she sang uh, with no audience uh, present, no audience present. So our social justice song is, I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free by Vanessa Ferguson. Sit back and enjoy. I saw an interview where she was talking, um, where someone, someone asked her, what is freedom to you? And she took a second and she said, freedom is no fear. Freedom is no fear. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I 
something special on this song so normally we have an audience right that's, that's present with us I see you back there doing the hand wave so what I like to do because there's power there's so much power in unity right it just seems like especially at this point in time we seem to be so divided so very divided so many different opinions so many different fears I think that's the problem. Everybody has different fears. 
So what I'd love for us to do is to sing this together. And the line is very simple. The line that I want you to do is, cause I know. And when we do this in a room together, it's usually extremely powerful and everybody feels it. And it's, I don't know, it's just this amazing vibration that we create, right? That we put into the atmosphere and we're all on one accord. So it's even more special. I was a little bummed that we wouldn't have an audience, but it's even more special that I get to have you guys in different parts of the world singing this very same line, sort of like at the same time because we're streaming, right? So the line is, cause I know, it goes like this. Cause I know. Pretty simple, right? Sing it with me, y'all. Cause I know. You guys can sing it with me in the room here, too. Cause I know. Cause I know. Yeah. Then I'll sing. Cause I know. Then I'll sing. Then I'll sing Then I'll sing Then I'll sing
Wow, Vanessa Ferguson. On, I wish I knew how it feels to be free. That was recorded uh, at the 34th Annual Carolina Blues Festival. Women of Blues. And man, she put her, her, her touch to it. And it was done during the pandemic. So it was a streaming online event. But that did not stop her from performing it. Powerful, powerful version, Larry. Yeah, that was really, really good. Um, the imagery that she, you know, I mean, the imagery of the bird flying towards the sun over the ocean. Oh, man, I was just like, wow, that's such a beautiful imagery. And then um, her, her getting the audience to participate. I could imagine what it is to go to a concert of hers, how involved she gets the people um, but that was really good. It was like really soul stirring, you know, the way yeah. the way that she she sung it. Yeah. Modulation in her voice, the way that she could go to you know, like within up like, and down, a, yeah. You know, within a second, like it's yeah. like little it's like little, she, She's a beautiful singer. Oh man. Yeah, you you, you get that I, I you you just gotta listen and you can yeah. hear. If she can give that kind of performance in an empty room you can just imagine oh, what it would be like with a couple hundred people so that was done during the pandemic folks in fact everything we're going to play today was done during the pandemic and sometimes we don't realize outside of the virus how much the pandemic alter the things that we do and that brings us to our topic of discussion four day work week and working from home. This is employees around the world are going towards less work week and remote work. Uh, they're finding the benefits of a four-day work week go well beyond just reducing burnout. Businesses say they see improvement in productivity, morale, team culture, whereas individuals are reaping benefits from their health, fitness, and relationship. Though working from home has many benefits, such as more time, less stress, more money, the negatives of isolation at home, the distractions, and motivating yourself can be a challenge. So we see that there is some positives and some negatives. Uh, the working from home, you have to self-motivation, the lack of office and equipment, the lack of community and teamwork, even though that can be sort of substitute with Zoom and other kinds of social uh, other kinds of media organizations online. Distractions at home. Uh, there are some. But one th funny thing that we've seen, the data shows, that reduced work week, the four-day work week, and people working from home has benefited women and workers of color more than any other group. And that's interesting. Uh... Today, in the United States, about a third of the workforce work from home. That's around 35%. Uh, and trust me, they do not 
want to go back. You know, uh, for many companies like Amazon and Microsoft who tried to ditch and force their workers back, um, sort of had to change up because they were losing good workers and people weren't just showing up. 14% of the Fortune 500 companies issued return uh, return to office mandates in 2021. Only 14%. And they found increased pushback from employees. And the big one was Goldman Sachs. Now, Goldman Sachs is a pretty conservative company. Very difficult to get a job. And during the early days of the pandemic, they went to work from home. And when the pandemic began to subside, the uh, president called all the, the CEO of Goldman Sachs called all the workers back in. Now, this is conservative place with conservative workers. 50% showed up. 50%. And it forced Goldman Sachs to rethink that mandate of trying to bring um, all its workers back. Larry, what do you think about this? Well, I, I, um, I remember like uh, in the late 60s, maybe early 70s, uh, insurance companies on Wall Street it started with a four-day work week, and I remember uh, people who worked with these insurance companies really liking it, and because they got the three-day uh, weekend, um, and uh, the only thing that <clears throat> that was different was that they had to work a twelve-hour day uh, in order to, you know, uh, do what was necessary for the. Uh, corporation but it worked and i think that you know but that's uh, not the case today they're not people are not working 12 hours they're working their regular eight. Oh, uh on a four on a four day yeah week? yeah so that means that if they work a regular eight that's like 32 hours of yeah they, yeah people they work in 32 hours okay. and less so sometimes the regular 40 hour uh work from home yeah other companies have gone to a four-day work week, and some companies has gone to a three-day work week. In fact, the ideal package that most companies are pushing now is a hybrid package where you work from home two, three days out the week, you come in the office one or two days. Yeah. And, yeah. and in most companies, it's like one day out, one, two days out the month. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've come across a couple people who, make, who work for... Uh, major banks and that's what's happening with them is that they're working like two days in the office and three days at home and you know it helps them with their family it helps it, it's, yeah. it's just but it's, it's not just banks larry no i know that i'm just saying yeah, it's just it's saying. gone into social workers i know yeah. numerous social workers yeah. who now work from home uh other professions my nephew works for the federal government and um he works from home he comes in maybe once a week or twice a week. Yeah. 
uh, and it was and I, when I was uh, o- over the holiday time up at my niece's house, and they, they they gave her a surprise birthday party, and three of her girlfriends who have completely different areas of professions, uh, who she went to college with, uh, including my niece, all four of them work from home, and. So I was knowing that I knew that we were going to do this podcast. So I sort of had a chance to interview each yeah, one of them yeah. separately. And surprisingly, uh, they said that if, if they were forced to go back on a five day, 40 hour, they would look for another job. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at that. It, it, yeah. it seems like what it does is once you adjust to that, or once you become adjusted to that. Yeah. That it's a better way for you and your family, and it's better for you because you're not uh, as stress. It's not as stressful. I don't believe. No. The only thing that I, I I would wonder is like if you were working remotely, if you're not self motivated, it doesn't work. Well, you have tasks, and so if you you do the task or you don't do the task, right? You I don't do the task, you get fired. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying basically that it, it can it can be a problem if you're not self motivated, uh, because then what happens is that you're not doing whatever that task may be. But the surprising thing is that productivity across the board has not dropped. But it hasn't increased, also. Well, it's on the, it's on the same path. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not it's not has gone down. Right, yeah. right. That that sort of like surprises me. I, that that that's the statistic that really surprised me. I thought it might have um, dipped a little bit, but the fact that it hasn't, I think it should be, that we we probably well, should be okay. Um, this gen- younger generation, uh, you know, they're not having it that five day forty hour, and in fact, they did an interview with twelve thousand recent college graduates and and you know it's it's the work from home thing is is there's there's clearly for people who have positions in which you can do at home for those people who do not this doesn't apply even to some extent the four-day work week but that's interesting because uh that appeal may become across the board but anyway they asked they rated the concerns of 12,000 of various professions, young people who recently graduated from college, and their concerns in getting a job. First thing was salary, and the second thing was time. Now, that's new. (laughs) Yeah. That is new. So uh, that was the second uh, major concern. So that's a negotiating point for well, it, getting a new job, I yeah. guess, now. Well, you know, uh, that's, the, that's what it is these days. I mean, uh, most people uh, in, in certain professions, they, 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 the job better be hybrid. They don't, you know. I was upstate, like I said, over the Memorial Day weekend, and I came back home the day after Memorial Day. Now, I've traveled this route many times over the years. My sister lived up there for 20-something years. I remember coming and catching a 745 train uh, in Beacon, New York, and it was packed, rush hour. The stations were packed. I got on the train today, brother. That was not the case. There was people, 
you know, but there was actually some many empty seats. People going to work in the city. And we know that, you know, all the empty office buildings, uh, that's there. Yeah. So uh, brick and mortar is probably going to be a thing of the past in, in the future. Well, I mean, like, I mean, a redu- there'll be a reduction if not an. Yeah, a reduction. Yeah, a yeah. reduction. It, it'll, it'll, it's already started. Yeah. You know, Shantae, who was on this podcast many times, uh, she worked for a bank. And um, the, the one that she was working for before she left that bank, she was working from home. And then she, the job she got now, it's a hybrid, you know, in between both home and, and uh, 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 in the office. And that seems to be the way this things are going. Oh. That's the world. We missed it, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We missed that boat. Yeah. Um, but uh, some professions may not be so lucky. But maybe the four-day work week will become more common. And it's not just the United States. It's, it's throughout the world. Not well, Europe, South America, I would think Africa. The Scandinavian countries have probably been doing this for a while. Well, yeah, because they, they're much more in tune with uh, social issues and work issues and things of this nature. But uh, so the pandemic had a major impact. Outside of health, outside of a virus, it altered the way we work. Now, remember, in a person's life, work is probably the biggest thing, occupies the most time. And we just shifted that permanently. Right. To me, it just talks to the human condition of the fact that humans are able to pivot on any just about any circumstances. Uh, and that's, I guess that's what makes us on top of the, the heap is the fact that we can pivot and do what's necessary in order to survive or in order to get things, mm-hmm. or in order to do things better. Adapt. Yeah, adapt that's is the word I was looking forward to, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, let's get to some jazz, man. And jazz in the pandemic, man, you know, it just wasn't happening for, for most musicians. Uh, clubs weren't open. Jazz places weren't weren't giving festivals. Everything was canceled, and musicians, for the most part, were not out there doing their art. At least not for the public, except one man. I came across this guy, Emmett Cohen, young musician, piano player, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Lives in Harlem has an apartment in Harlem. And uh, he's part of this younger generation of musicians that that, are out there. 32-year-old jazz piano player. And during the pandemic, he was one of the first musicians to enter international, the internet performances around the world. He live stream events on Facebook and YouTube from his apartment, known as, and it got to be called Emmett's Place. And his videos uh, became so popular around the world during the pandemic, they're still going on. 
but he put these videos it's like going to a concert and so today folks we are going to li listen to a few of his videos that was recorded at Emmett's place during the pandemic and it's with young musicians and they're good they're really good and we're going to start off with a, a, a young man who sings and he sounds like, uh, what's the brother that sang every day I got the blues? Uh, Can't remember. Williams. Oh, uh, Joe Williams? Yeah. Oh, oh man, he sounds just like it. <laughs> so this is Every Day I Got the Blues with Emmett Cohen on the piano and Tyreek McDowell who's the singer, along with another heavy brother called Anthony Harvey, trumpet player. So folks, sit back and enjoy this recording that was done during the pandemic at Emmett's Place in Harlem. Every day, I have the blues.
Every day I got the blues uh, at Emmett's place with Emmett Cohen on piano, Tyreek McDowell singing, Anthony Harvey on trumpet, Phil Norris on bass, and John Lumpkin II on the drums. Man, oh man, Larry, that was smoking. Yes, and these was. are young boys. When I say young, I'm talking about in 30s and late 20s. But they're musicians, man. They are fabulous, Larry. Yeah. They are. I got the uh, uh, singer uh, Tyreek McDowell not only reminded me of Joe Williams, but also of Wayne Brady. Wayne has that same type of voice. Oh uh, yeah, that 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 he has. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I sort of like heard Wayne like a little bit uh, when he was singing, but the way that that the the arrangement between the piano and the bass. Oh yeah, that yeah. really got me. That yeah. really got me. That really took me to another place. These are great musicians. I know the boy and the trumpet man smoked. He and, smoked. Oh yeah, he smoked. trumpet player too. It's just that I I, I like that collaboration between the uh, the piano and the and the bass. You usually don't hear that uh, that much of a collaboration between the two those two instruments. Yeah, but that was really cool. Yeah, uh, this is. And and this, you know, he during the pandemic recorded these sessions, man. He, you know, on it was a uh, invite only, only eight people, plus the musicians, at each session. And you know, there's this fabulous group of young musicians, jazz musicians in New York City. I don't keep up on them, but it was so great to see to hear some of them. And they were keeping up with the, you know, the health protocols. That that is great. Yeah, you know, the fact that he yeah. was able to 
you know, to do I this I don't thing. think he thought this would be this big, but this is huge with yeah. the younger people and around the world. So let's let's look at another uh, episode of Emmett's Place, and he he recorded tons of them, and uh, and this is a, a a pretty classic jazz piece called "I Remember April," and the drummer man, the drummer.
Wow, man, smoking. Uh, at Emmett's Place, man, that was Emmett Cohen on piano, Arena Taracubo on alto sax, Yonam Silverstein on guitar, Russell Hall on bass, and with a one at Harper on drums. Man, that was smoking. I remember April. How'd you like that piece? That was beautiful. <laughs> I like the the sax player was really cool, and like you said, the drummer was fantastic. Yeah, the music was uh, uh, amazing. Absolutely yep. amazing. Man, uh, these folks were listening to recordings that was done at Emmett's place in Harlem during the pandemic. And they got together with musicians and they played and they uh, recorded and they actually um, videoed and put it on Facebook, put it on uh, YouTube. And these videos went around the world. Uh, and with some fabulous young musicians. Uh, so we're going to keep going with another episode from Emmett's Place. And this is uh, Surreal and me and Dan Wilson. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Como va? Oh, yeah. Como va? And you know that song. Quito yeah. Buente. <laughs> oh, yeah. Como va? Yeah. So let's, let's get it going. But you haven't heard it like this. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Live at Emmett's Place with Emmett Cohen on piano, Surreal and me, vocal Dan Wilson on guitar, Kai Poole on drums, Russell Hall on bass. And then once again, that was smoking. A good mixture of music. Larry? Yes, it was. Very, <coughs> like you said, it was a good mixture of music. Those guys really play. Those guys, and they're young people that I uh, haven't heard of before. But they really get down, man. They really get down. Yeah, yeah. they they're extremely, extremely talented. Yeah, and I like the the the, the diversity in the music. Um, and uh, man, all I can say is jazz has a bright future, man, because it has some brilliant young people, man. Brilliant, brilliant. We play the old timers, man, but you got to recognize the young folks because. Uh, that's the future. That's the present. Not only the future, that's the present. These folks are smoking. And what a great way uh, to counteract the pandemic was for him to do these live um, broadcasts with musicians uh, at his apartment, Emmett's Place. All right, let's keep it moving, man. And, you know, there that last piece, oh, uh, was uh, Oye Como Va, that's a Tito Puente song. And we're going to go jump on for another recording at Emmett's Place, but this time with some New Orleans jazz, man, some New Orleans. You know, combination of jazz, gospel, and blues when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the sun go, 
Emmett Cohen on piano. This is at Emmett's place during the pandemic. 
with Alfonso Horn and his Gotham Kings. Man, that was smoking, Larry. You had Emmett Cohen on piano, Alfonso Horn on trumpet, uh, Anthony Bryan uh, vocal, Rashid Salam on trombone, Calvin Johnson on tenor sax, Russell Hall on bass, Kyle Poole on the drums. Larry, how'd you like that New Orleans style, man? Yeah, that was there. That was definitely New Orleans and the... Uh, Emmett was playing like he was playing in the church. <laughs> he got down like he was playing a, uh, a, like he was a church pianist. Uh, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that was very, very, very powerful and energizing, man. Yeah, it's amazing, man. The stuff that this <laughs> guy has done. Start shouting. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's such a, uh, uh, I mean, he has volumes of, of uh, uh, sessions, you know. Hey, folks, it's getting to be that time, man. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the special that we're playing music that was recorded during the pandemic at Emmett's Place with uh, Emmett Cohen and a variety of musicians. Larry, man, thanks for being here. Thanks for letting me be here, man. I, I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, man. Everyone out there, thanks you for listening. Um, and as always, until the next time, peace and love. And we're going to go out, go out on another piece done at Emmett's place called The Creator Has a Master Plan. In my heart,